Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Supply chains are huge, and transportation is yeah. a huge topic in Singapore. It always is. Never more important than over this past year when we saw great disruption in supply chains. Let's go now to uh, our, our first interview of this half hour. Uh, Alvin E., the co-founder and CEO of a company called Holio, and they provide a technological platform that connects haulers and shippers to streamline their fleet management, trucking services in real time. Uh, this is a, a very, very uh, uh, interesting tech story as it relates to shipping and hauling and supply chains. Alvin, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Good morning, guys. Before we start, oh, man. Alvin, I hope your company has a long runway. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some runway. Or a driveway. Maybe it's a driveway, not yeah, a in runway. In this case, a freeway, a, a, a shipping channel. Yes. Uh, now, um, Alvin, give us, give us a little bit of background. Now, your, your company is... Uh, the largest, fastest-growing container haulage platform, uh, from what I've read. And, and talk to us about what exactly it is you do and where you fit into the supply chain. Sure, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I really love Money FM, and I oh. never knew it could be so. It, I never knew it could be so candid like that. I mean, I really love these guys. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy us. myself here today. <laughs> it's, it's just us. You know, there's a hook. There's a hook just off camera <laughs> waiting to pull us off. <laughs> It's always there. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Holio, we are uh, Singapore's largest trucking platform. And I think, uh, you know, the concept of um, e-logistics is getting really hot, right? I mean, mm. I have read some articles this week that the, the common misconception that logistics equals e-commerce, you know, well, people just see it more often because with parcels. But what essentially Holio do, we are is, uh, essentially an aggregator of um, haulage companies across Southeast Asia. And our vision is to be the largest trucking uh, operator in Southeast Asia that's empowered by technology. So if you think about supply chain or trucking in general, it's an archaic industry that is kind of very old school, traditional, you know, um, pen and paper. And our mission is to uplift the lives of millions of these drivers across the industry. So for lack of better word, people usually tend to compare us as a one-liner. We are a grab for container trucks in Southeast Asia. Hmm. And I think we use the grab narrative, obviously, because of how they are doing in, in Southeast Asia. How are you using technology? How, how does the technology come into uh, what what, as you say, used to be a very uh, low-tech industry. How, how are you changing Still, that from, tech, from a technology perspective? I think like beyond thinking about using all the you know, data analytics and AI and ML, whatever not that you are listening, right, the, the cool buzzwords today, I think the reality, the harsh reality is that a lot of these trucking companies are still on pen and paper. Mm. So I think in terms of technology that we are actually doing, we are giving them, people are talking about trucking 4.0. But dude, they are at 0.5. How can we bring them to like 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0? So we use technology first and foremost by giving them the tools, right, to go online. So instead of using pen and paper, mm. right, uncle, can you come online first? Go to using your Excel. They, they, some of them are on Excel, which is like 1.2 maybe, right? So we are bringing them to 2.0. So we give them visibility tools. We give them tools to sort of like enable them to sort of do better, have better understanding about where their trucks are, how they actually can be more efficient in the way they deploy. And I think drivers today are still using a lot of notebooks, right? So yeah. a lot of the drivers in the past, they will just use the notebook to write down what they do every single day. Yeah. You ask the uncle or driver, well, what job did you do like last year, this day? They don't know. 
So we mm. sort of use the Grab concept and have a mobile application that digitize the, the, the way these drivers are sort of getting the jobs from the controller and also be able to have visibility for the customers. It's a very interesting point you raised there, Alvin, because in Europe, they have this uh, concept called just-in-time, right? Just-in-time. It's very common, just-in-time delivery. Started with the Japanese, actually, in in the automotive industry. Uh, Very classic working-class guys like my uncle. They drive the white vans, and they're part of this just-in-time delivery service. Massive problems now because of Brexit, but that's another issue. But this idea being that just-in-time delivery, you pick up something from London, you drop it off in Amsterdam or Paris, and these guys, they use GPS and apps and so on. They're regular guys, but they use cutting-edge technology, and they can get these just-in-time deliveries, white vans, whatever it may be, to somewhere in Amsterdam to the minute. And Mm. it's extraordinary stuff. Now, in Singapore, in our first-world economy... Well, they can deliver between nine and six. Make sure you're home. <laughs> That's the entire day. Could you not be slightly more specific? Okay, nine to one. Well, that's still half the day. Can we not have it to the nearest hour? So, Alvin, there is still, in yep. my humble opinion, there's still somewhere yep. to go, isn't there, in our, in our supply yep. chains and our deliveries. What, what are the gaps that we need to close here? That's a very valid point, and I think um, you know we're trying to speak on behalf of all the e-commerce folks. Um, uh, and I think the, the essential problem is that, despite being such a small country, I think there's a lot of people that usually just chime in and say that, "Hey, in China we can get like the goods on the same day. I buy it online, I get it straight away." Right. I think it's the entire infrastructure layer of the construct of how supply chain is done in Singapore. There's a lot of multi-layer efforts that is being done. So there's like consolidation, deconsolidation, a hub and spoke. You know, all these kind of stuff. The infrastructure is expensive. And I think the cost layer, you know, although we are a small country, I think a lot of the goods are flowing all over from everywhere in the world. And I think the the problem, I think, essentially, it's the, the difference in the set. Uh, the entire supply chain is not really talking to each other. You, you don't really have full visibility of how certain goods is. And for, for the, 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 the general public, right, what you see and what you get, they are actually planned out and layered out in months. Whatever you see in the shelves today, in the retail shops, are actually being planned by our space, which is the container side of things, is being shipped three months before. So I think like the idea of uh, just in time, it's something that people expect, but I think there's still a big gap because there is internet of things, there are many technologies that are still available but not adopted in the supply chain today. Mm. So lack of adoption, lack of digitization, mm. this is, uh, these are the current gaps that um, is still sort of lacking today. In, even in Singapore, you're right, that I think Europe and the US have sort of laid the market down, but to some degree, a lot there's still a lot of traditional uh, folks in our industry in Singapore that is still learning the adoption sort of of these technologies. Yeah, we're talking with Alvin E, the co-founder and CEO of Holio, a tech platform that is connecting haulers and shippers to streamline their fleet management and trucker uh, trucking services. And it's interesting you talk about the structure of things in Singapore. Um, I lived in Japan in the late 80s and early 90s, and no place is more convoluted when it comes to layers of of different uh, companies and things than Japan was. But even in those days, 30 years ago, if I flew into Narita Airport and I had extra luggage, let's say some golf clubs, I would send it by Takubin, which is a local transport in, in Japan, and my golf clubs would arrive home at my apartment before I did from the airport. Mm. So even in those days, you know, the Japanese had figured out how to make things happen quickly. And it is surprising that in a, in a country that's as 
technologically forward-looking as Singapore and small Tiny. as Singapore, yeah. that, as you say, Neil, we can't narrow this down to at least the the hour yeah. uh, and, and how we can do that. Now, Alvin, I guess the question to you is going forward, when you look at the practical uptake and adoption of Holio's services, you know, what does that look like for a consumer like me or Neil or listeners who are hoping that delivery will get become more efficient? Another great question, once again, guys. Um, but I think, like, the supply chain is so, so broad, right? There's, like, uh, you know, actually, just to re-emphasize, we are dealing with the ships and the containers that you see the big, the big ones, sure. you know, in the ports, right? Fair but enough. what the, the layered down effect that we can bring down essentially is that if we provide some kind of level of connectivity and better um, ETAs of how this visibility of this upstream stuff are, right? We can hopefully try to give a, a, a more um, stable way for people to think about how they can actually receive their goods. But I think whatever that you have asked me earlier mm. is more a problem for the e-commerce folks to be able to resolve. And I think like, uh, you know, wherever you are purchasing online, be it Lazada, Redmart, or, or even Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they come from all over the world. And I think um, the the time lapse, uh, basically, um, sorry, Ninja and JNT, but basically what <laughs> they are trying to do is to give you guys sort of a, a bit more flexibility, right? Because they are still not, un- they are still unable to plan up to direct parcel when they do the assignment that this particular parcel will be at this particular drop in block something, unit something, exactly at this time. Mm-hmm. So they give flexibility to the drivers who are delivering the parcels, some layer of flexibility in the way they want to do the delivery. So I think um, if I were to answer your question, it's it's more directed to the likes of the Redmart folks and uh, the, the, the Ninja and JNT folks. But I think um, this is something that they are still trying to move towards. And also in a way, it's a SLA management kind of a thing. Yeah. If I were to tell you exactly at 10 a.m., um, I'm, I'm sorry, but a lot of consumers, I used to do e-commerce myself. So it can be frustrating yeah. because the, the, the consumers might not be at home at 10. If I tell you it's exactly at 10, you might yeah. not be at home at 10. So that's why the gap is still between 9 to 1 and you know, 1 to 5. And, I'm trying and, to defend ha- my industry, right? And having said that, you know, having said that, Am- yeah. Amazon Fresh, for example, you know, they're there yep. within two hours, right? They, I mean, they do a good job. Yep. You pay a premium for it, but, yep. you know, they do actually deliver do very job. quickly. Yeah. And I wanted to ask on that point, Alvin, and make my point very clear that the, the delivery drivers, for the most part, are fantastic, and they are extremely yeah. overworked. This is the issue I was going to ask you. And I don't know if you you know, you know have an answer to this, but is is manpower shortage an issue? Because e-commerce, we, we've talked about it, has exploded since COVID, mm-hmm. obviously, right? And it's here to stay. The genie does not go back in the bottle now. People are too used to having things delivered, whether it's food, whether it's clothes, whether it's the gadgets or anything else. And every time I see a delivery driver, he could have the apps, he can have the GPS, he could have you guys helping with the logistics. He just has too many mm. deliveries in one day. Mm. So is that the broader issue here? Is, is there a labor shortage in this industry? It- there is, there is. I think you, you, you got that so spot on, right? I think um, to all the logisticians out there who are, list, who are listening right now, I feel you. I mean, we all feel this. I see this every single day. And I think, you know, from a broader perspective, people are talking about autonomous vehicles coming into the picture, replacing these drivers. And I think like uh, for manpower issue, it is a real problem in Singapore. And I think we are all fighting for the same pool of drivers, the drivers who are driving Grab, the drivers who are driving Gojek. You know, what, there is better alternatives of sort of making income rather than delivering goods. You can deliver people. It's easier, right? But the only good thing I would just want to emphasize is that goods don't talk. 
some people prefer to do goods rather than passengers because sometimes passengers just keep talking and talking. That's right? a good point. So, <laughs> goods don't talk in, in an annoying way. Any drivers out there, taxi drivers, listen to the man, Alvin. Goods don't talk. That's the quote of the day, man, right there. Don't talk, man. Goods when you're on the grab, just talk. don't talk. Yeah, that is so true. Switch <laughs> industries. Goods don't talk. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but anyway, on, on the driver shortage side of things, we, we, we think that collaborative tools like what Holio we are doing, we are sort of helping things to be more optimized. I think the reality is that are there, we need to go to the underlying thesis where is there enough drivers or is it because the drivers are sort of overworked in a sense that they are not as optimized as they should be? Well, that's where we are trying to come into the picture for the port logistics side of things. Yeah. Alvin, I know your company does a lot of work in Singapore and Thailand. What's your, what's your regional strategy? How are you going to move out and expand around the region? I think like, uh, you know, something that we couldn't uh, escape running from is that we are trying to replicate what Grab has done, right? We are trying to educate drivers and getting them on board to use the technology. And what we are doing right now is to offer free tools for many of these trucking companies across Southeast Asia. We are now in Singapore and Thailand. are quite proud to say that we are able to do that remotely. It's a pain in the to sort of having to start a new market when I'm, I'm stuck here right here in Singapore. Mm. Right? But we are quite proud to say that I think along the, the next 18 months, we should have our coverage across the Southeast Asia uh, markets because we are getting a lot of partnerships with our existing investors, customers that are actually pushing for us to sort of bring this model across Southeast Asia. So we're really excited. And I think we have, um, you know, another quick show off here is that we have the largest port operator in the world, PSA, mm. one of our best strategic partners. They have ports that are running in Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, sorry, Indonesia, Vietnam, sorry, no Malaysia, don't, yeah. please don't take that. All, so, over, the world. all they, over the world. Yeah, they're all everywhere. over the world, yeah. yeah. So they help us in a way to sort of anchor and get us started. So right. just for, for my benefit, Alvin, layman's terms, yeah. and also for the drivers who may be listening out there interested in this, I get Holio, right? I'm a driver, I get Holio. Day-to-day, simple terms, bread and butter issues, how does it help me? How does it make my job easier? So we aim to transform your lives in the sense that you don't really everything in one single app. You right. have your tools, your navigation, everything is on there. And most importantly, what we are trying to transform is that you will get, you just focus about on delivering and do a good job and you get paid well. And I think that's the, the, the thesis that we are trying to go is that we are trying to match the inefficiencies of many of these trucks that are out there that are not making money. Right, the next time, okay, you guys, the next time, if you see a container truck without a container on it, we are treating every single container like a passenger. Right? Mm. If you see a head, you guys know Optimus Prime, right? Yes. Optimus Prime is like the Transformers, yeah, Transformers sure. right? Yeah. A big truck, right? And they have this trailer at the back, which is just a piece of metal. The next time you see that it's not a complete set of a head, tail, and a container, think of Holio, right? Because that guy is not making money. So, mm. so long as there's no container on his truck, or you see an Optimus Prime running around on his own in Singapore, <laughs> that dude is not making money, man. Yeah. Wow, I've got it now. So you're optimizing. So they've never got an empty truck. You work it out, the logistics, they pick one up, they drop one off, they immediately pick yeah, another always, one up. Yeah. You maximize like their grab, time. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Got it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Makes Hold sense. Yeah. Alvin, thank you so much for your time today. We've been talking with Alvin E., the co-founder and CEO of Holio, uh, using tech to make sure haulers and shippers are optimized. Really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And to all the taxi drivers yeah. out there listening, remember, goods <laughs> don't <me>. talk. <laughs> Switch jobs. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Alvin. Hey guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.